just trust yourself. You'll be fine. You'll find your way. You're going to make mistakes, but that's fine. You know, things are going to go wrong. Just brush it off and get on with it. Everything will be fine, so just trust yourself. Hello and welcome to the Pro Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Brian Moylet. I'm a former Irish international age grade player. And each week I chat with a player, a coach or a person involved at the top end of the game to hear about their story, get their insights and find out what life is like in professional rugby. On Instagram, I'm the Offfield Rugby Coach. That's at Offfield Rugby. Please follow me there and let me know any thoughts or feedback you have for the pod. Please subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Please leave a rating and a review wherever you're listening. And also, please share the pod with some friends. Those simple actions have a big impact and are really, really appreciated. This week, I chatted with Matai Leuta, who is a USA men's sevens player and was at the recent Olympics. Matai has had a really interesting journey to where he is today. So he was born on the west coast of America with Fijian heritage. And at age six, he moved back to Fiji. He stayed in Fiji until he was 16, which is where he found his love for rugby sevens. And at 16, he moved back to the States, but against his will. He talks about what it was like growing up in Fiji on the islands and how that has shaped him as a person. Matai talks about how at the age of seven or eight years of age, he knew exactly what he wanted to do with his life and what his purpose was. And he had all of his focus on that from that time. Even though in his early 20s he was playing social rugby, but by chance one of his friends told him to go for an open tryout with the USA men's sevens team. But it's so interesting hearing how he stayed dedicated to his rugby throughout that period when he would drive an hour to train with a certain team just to get an experience. And the things he did to follow his rugby dream is truly incredible. We talk about what it's like playing sevens on the circuit, how taxing it is mentally and physically. Matai talks about what the daily schedule is like for the USA men's sevens and all the effort that goes into making an Olympic team. Matai also talks about what it's like to not make an Olympic team because in 2016 he missed out. And at the recent Olympics in 2021 in Tokyo, the USA men's sevens team were really well tipped and fancied. And they went there with the goal of getting a medal, but they fell short. And Matai speaks so openly and honestly about that experience and what he learned from it, how he's grown from it, and how he is stronger now moving forward. As an outsider looking in, I've always thought it was really cool the culture and pack mentality that the USA men's sevens team have. They look to be such a close, tight-knit group. I chat with Matai about this and ask him about it, and he speaks about how they built that, how three or four years ago they started to bring in some theming around the group, how they made everyone feel important, and he speaks about the importance of the people who don't get into a team. If you're a player or a coach, this is so interesting, the insights he gives here. So on a sevens team, there's 12 players. There's seven on the field and five on the bench. And 13, an extra player, travels with the squad. But with the USA, there's 20 or 22 people training at all times. So there's 
eight or so people left behind. And what I've found is that it's those eight people, or in a 15s team, it could be 10 or 15, but it's those people who don't get into the squad that can really affect the squad morale. They can be kind of known as energy sappers versus energy givers. Because they don't get picked in the team, their heads drop, they mope around, and they bring everyone down. So Matai talks about how those people are some of the most important people in the group and the role that they have. It's really, really interesting. Matai also talks about how you build trust between teammates on the field. So what you can do off the field to build that trust and togetherness on the field. I was truly taken aback by Matai's mindset, his attitude, and his outlook. But he tells me that it wasn't always like that. And there was a point at which Mike Friday had to call him into his office and have some stern words and have a man-to-man chat and kind of let Matai know that his attitude needed to change if he was going to make the most of his ability. And the way Matai talks about that is so interesting and how he took what Mike said and how he changed going forward. In the episode, we chat about a guy called Melon, who is a mutual friend of ours. Melon played on the USA men's sevens team with Matai and is now playing with Ealing in London in the English Championship. And I coached Melon in Lindenwood. So just a bit of a background on that. There are so many more things that Matai talks about that are so interesting, but I think it's best I'll just stop talking and you can I'm hear here from with Matai So here's episode number eight Indian. with Matai. Matai, how are you keeping? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Brian. Not at all. Cheers. So pretty cool life traveling around to, on the series. What's your favorite stop? Uh, definitely would have to be Hong Kong. Definitely have to be Hong Kong. Incredible atmosphere, um, you know, for the for the people who have followed followed sevens for a long time would know why, mm. you know what I mean, what, what, what Hong Kong means to the game of sevens. So um, actually also where I made my debut, so oh, yeah. blessed and, you know, uh, was a great opportunity. But yeah, definitely Hong Kong. And why Hong Kong? Just a bit of history, the uh, well, you there. Well, yeah, I guess to go, to go a little bit more in depth, um, my family's from Fiji, you know, so... Um, obviously, you know, Fijians, big, big rugby sevens fans. And, um, you know, as a, as a young kid growing up, loving the game of rugby, uh, sevens was always sort of the mecca of, of the game. So, um, you know, we always looked at Hong Kong as, as the one tournament that, you know, we'd want, you know, the Fiji sevens team to win and all that. So growing up in that environment, um, you know, just kind of, kind of obviously grew on me and, and stuff like that. So... Uh, to me, Hong Kong, Hong Kong has always been, you know, top, the one. That, that main stage, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean, yeah. So, That's cool. And so yeah. you were born in the USA, I and was, then yeah. you moved to Fiji and grew up there, was that it? Yes, yes. So I left I left when I was about six years old. Um, you know, grandmother kind of came over to visit, you know, decided to take me back with her. Uh, you know, met a bunch of family that I didn't know I really had, you yeah. know, two older brothers. Um, and just kind of sort of fell in love with the lifestyle you know what I mean um, it was it was completely different from what I was accustomed to as a young kid growing up at that age but you know it was something about it that just felt like home you know what I mean and um, 
you know, I don't I don't recollect much from from that time. But according to my mother, you know, apparently I made them uh, the decision for myself to, to wanting to stay. You know, I was supposed to just go visit and come back, but I just yeah. decided to, to to reside there for for most of my life, and I stayed for about ten years. Yeah. Cool. So you were in Fiji from six to like sixteen. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And what was it the way of life there? Like I have a few friends from Tonga, from Samoa, from Fiji yeah. as well, like Polynesian guys I played with, and they talked to me about it, and it's just like, <laughs> like not simple, but like yeah, just like just chilled. Yeah. No, it definitely is. You know. Um, it, it, it definitely I, would, I don't want to say it's a stress-free zone but you know it, you definitely get that sense where you don't have to worry about too much you know you have your family around you constantly you know who always you know have your back or whatever you need though they'll, they'll be there for you and so that that kind of lifts that burden off of your shoulders a lot you know what I'm saying and I don't know if that's what it was that I saw you know really early at that age but you know as you grow and you get older you definitely sense that you know um, and you know you just it, it's it's such a community-based environment all you know everywhere you go that it, it's something that I guess you don't find in a lot of places you know what I mean and, and I guess that's just one of the very unique things about growing up in the islands in general whether it's Fiji, Tonga, Samoa yeah because even as you travel and you meet these different these different you know islanders and polynesian boys you know it's almost as if you guys grew up in the same kind of area you know the same kind of environment you know you just connect and you you know you because the experiences you go through are are, are quite similar, similar yeah. yeah and why did you make the decision then to move back to the states uh it, it was kind of something that was out of my control really you know what i mean again it was one of those instances where i was supposed to just come over to america visit um and then go back but you know due due to some I guess uh, immigration issues, you know, given that I was an American-born citizen, um, and I had stayed for a very long period of time in in Fiji, um, that they just, um, you know, didn't didn't quite allow, you know, for me to go back to to the island. So I was kind of forced to stay in America. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, at the time heartbreaking, you know, as a kid at that age, but. You know, in hindsight, now looking back on it, you know, it uh, it, uh, it was definitely meant. You know, I guess it was for you know some higher some higher power looking out for me because I definitely wouldn't have made it as far as I am now as a as a rugby professional if I hadn't you know if those things hadn't happened in my life. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And so you obviously grew up in Fiji, played a ton of sevens there, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, that's where you fell in love with the game, was for it? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it was, man, but you know, just just. It's just that game that you just, are, it really excites you in a different kind of way. I mean, I came back, I, I tried out football, um, you know, ran a little bit of track and field, played some volleyball as well, but there's just nothing like that excitement of playing rugby sevens especially, you know what I mean, that yeah, yeah. really gets you going. Yeah, and yeah. so then when you came back to the States, you tried a bit of football, all the other kind of American sports, and was there a rugby team, you're on the West Coast, was it, when you yeah, came yeah. back? Yeah, I mean, Monterey, California, sort of central coast um, of the West. Uh, there wasn't a lot of rugby. You know, there's some small local clubs, uh, more social. So, uh, you know, I tried my hand at just, you know, trying to integrate, you know, and get, get to know the guys. But, um, yeah, it was, it was mainly football and, you know, like you said, the your main American sports, basketball, baseball. Um, 
so it was very hard to to try and find some quality some quality, quality rugby, rugby around the area yeah 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 and did you play in college then i did i did um so i attended a community college around monterey monterey peninsula college unfortunately they didn't have a rugby team um but uh, a college team a cal state college team in the area were starting up one um and so players but because they couldn't field enough players they allowed uh any players from any surrounding colleges to then join and so that's where i well, was able to kind of wet my feet a little bit around yeah. there so yeah so that would have been pretty like i'm not going to say low standard but the leap from playing that kind of level mm-hmm. to then getting into USA 7s yeah like how did you go about that i saw you went you got it a trial with the sevens yeah you got a kind of a look in that way but yeah you were you a bit undercooked or a little bit a little bit you know again like you mentioned the the level isn't quite as high you know what i mean great social club by the yeah. way you know great social teams <laughs> yeah out with a bunch of guys but um a great friend of mine uh just kind of put me on uh to to the open tryout you know mike mike friday had just obviously signed with the team and i guess they're just having an open open trial camp trying to see what the talent was like uh, and so he my buddy encouraged me to go down cuz he knew how much i loved the game you know and so i kind of signed up went down got accepted um it was a one day camp you know they pretty much put us through everything from a bronco to to skills test and everything and so yeah. Uh, you know, to their liking, I guess I, I impressed a little bit to where I got invited to to really try out with the with the national team. Um, got thrown in that environment with the boys. Got selected for my first uh, developmental team, the Falcons, uh, when we we're still in Vegas. Played with them. Uh, I guess I did well because I got invited back and and offered a contract. And as soon as I got my foot through the door, the rest, as they say, was history. And I just been grinding ever since nice yeah and so that's down in san diego you're based out of it chula vista yeah and mm-hmm. so all the boys is there what like 15 or 8 15 of there's about there's about a good 20 to 22 of us cool yeah and so that's home now that is has been for the past almost seven years now yeah 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 and then you're on the road quite a bit so yeah. so wh- what's the season like do you get time off do you get a yeah, so months off. COVID obviously is weird, I suppose. Yeah, it's been tough with COVID, but I mean, during a regular season, you know, it it lasts from the beginning of December to the end of May. Um, you know, so we'll travel for two weeks at a time, you know, two and a half, depending on what what area of the of the globe we're yeah. on. You know what I mean? Um, just to kind of get it adjusted and all, but we'll travel. We'll go. Um, play for two weeks, uh, come back, and we usually get like a week off of recovery. Um, you know, so we do we do get you know a little bit of time to be able to just I guess step away a little bit and kind of let our bodies and our minds uh, sort of relax. You know, yeah. so yeah, we get. Other than that, you know, after the after the season in May, then from you know from the rest of May, really, I, I guess for June. July and August, we usually can have off where, um, you know, sometimes around mid-August, we'll start to report back in 
preseason and start get our bodies ready, depending if we have any like preseason tournaments in the fall. So yeah. 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 And how is it like physically? I'm sure it's pretty demanding being on yeah. the series. Like sevens is like nothing else. Like you're just yeah. going so much and then travel. Like I mentioned, travel is cool, but like mm. it's still pretty tough on the body, isn't it? Flying in and out of time zones and playing sure. two-day tournaments. And yeah. It's man, feeling it now at at 31. <laughs> it's it's starting to compile, but. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's taxing, man. It's demanding, you know what I mean? So you really, I mean, for anybody that really wants to get into this game, just just make sure you, you're you doing it for the right reasons, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it can, it can, it can take, it, it demands a lot of you. Yeah. And so, I mean, like we've talked about, I've loved this game, you know, since, since I was about seven, eight years old. So I knew this was the path I wanted, Yeah. you know? So as much as, as much as I get up, just, hating myself sometimes like it i I gotta be grateful because there there was nothing else i saw for myself and so you know three sessions a day you know waking up at like six in the morning reporting in the gym at 7 30 an hour session go and get breakfast another hour session of skills on the field we'll have lunch and then we'll finish off with one more you know probably a, a little bit more rugby based and uh, you know, some conditioning just for good measure at yeah, the end. So yeah. it's it's a lot, you know. And, and again, like you said, the the traveling is amazing. You get to see the world. You get to meet different people. But adjusting to time zones and you know the food as well, and making sure you're getting the right nutrition is 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 a lot. But yeah, yeah. yeah. And mentally, is it difficult at times? Like you mentioned there, that some days you wake up and you got three sessions, and you're just been kind of pushed your limit. I'm sure yeah. and mentally are the times when you're, it's a struggle it is it is man but um it's also good to understand you know what else i guess for me personally i've 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 found a good balance because i've found a lot of things that that i enjoy doing outside of rugby as well mm. you know so it helps me balance it out you know during our time off you know such as when we come back you know from a two two week tournament you know, I'll just completely separate myself from rugby. You know, I'll switch it off. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go see family or um, I'll work on, you know, some other things. Uh, you know, school as well has been super helpful in keeping me focused. Um, but as, lo- as long as you can find that, that balance outside of the game because there's so much more to life, Yeah. you know what I mean, than, than just being a rugby player or an athlete in general. You know what I mean? It, it's important. So uh, I'm glad I was able to to figure that out you know what I mean because I understand I know that a lot of guys can sometimes burn out um, yeah. you know when they don't quite find that balance yeah and I saw that you're into graphic design yeah. and is that that's what you're studying for sure yeah yeah and was there a time was there a time when you kind of knew that you wanted to look at other things outside of rugby was there a moment or did you just kind of start dabbling in things and then realize like oh this is actually really good to switch off and focus on yeah, um, it was. It was around it, it. It at first I didn't quite, I didn't quite look at it, you know. As I guess I w- I wasn't quite looking ahead to to what I wanted to do after. I was just so focused on, you know, being being present, being in this moment. You know, we were doing so well as well as a team. You know, building and growing, and so everything was just about rugby. But there was always those moments where you have to start 
to understand that look you're gonna hang this up at some stage you know and so you got to start understanding and figuring out what you want to do after um and so i guess for me it just wasn't i didn't want to just be you know sort of take the the common route of just you know you know and this is nothing against anybody who's who's done this but you know being a coach or anything like that mm. you know i wanted to continue to explore like what i did with rugby something that i'm passionate about yeah. you know and as much as i love coaching and i and i'm still involved with coaching you know with youth programs around san diego and high school and stuff like that um it it, it wasn't necessarily something that really excited me you know what i mean and so with graphic design and i've always loved fashion i've always been into it and so i i started to really research you know what what avenues what areas could i could i start to get my feet wet in so that i can then start to work on towards you know setting something up for me when i'm done you yeah. know what i mean but um, and so graphic design and, and fashion design was, was definitely those avenues that, that I found to be to be really helpful. Nice. That's, uh, that's so cool what you say about uh, yeah. being passionate about something because yeah. things are such a drag if yeah. you're not passionate about it. Yeah. And like I said, like coaching, like you, you enjoy giving back, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But if you're not truly passionate about something, right. that's when you wake up on those days and it's like, oh, I can't yeah, do this. Exactly. Whereas if you are passionate, you that drive just continues to go you know it's that wheel that just keeps turning for you yeah you know what i mean and the last thing i want to do is just wake up and just not not love what i'm doing especially yeah. when i've been doing what i love currently for the past seven years yeah so it's yeah and was that something that you kind of always knew like you know when you're in college so say yeah. you it wasn't guaranteed you were going to make the usa sevens no. but was did you just know it's like i want to do something that i enjoy yeah always yeah. always always um and rugby was just always it you yeah. know what i mean like I, I i stayed involved with the local teams around monterey even though the competition was that wasn't that great but just because of the community and the feeling i get not just from being on the field but being around those group of people mm. just you know it, it feeds something in you oh, you yeah. know what i mean and so i mean i would even drive an hour away from where I actually live just to go train uh, with another team at times, um, you know, just for a little bit more of, of, of a, a level of competition and, and just to just to con connect also with another group of, of rugby players who, s who share the same passion, who love the game just as much as I do. You know what I mean? As much as we're just a little little community of people, but, mm. you know, it, it's something you don't find, you know, a lot you know in our in our area yeah yeah that's something that's so powerful i think because i think today maybe more in the western world or it might be like that in the islands but yeah. people are pushed into certain things yeah that they don't really want to do yeah and then because of that you get depressed and you're like oh i'm just doing this because society says so or because exactly. my parents say go do this job and you go in and do this job and then it's like 10 years later it's like, i never wanted to do this yeah 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 you're not pleasing you're not <laughs> you're trying to please everyone else but yourself yeah. which is most important you yeah. know what i mean you got to look out for yourself first so yeah. i mean that's always something i've kind of maintained you know what i mean even even when i even my own mom at times you know didn't quite agree you know with what i was doing um I still I still did it anyway because it was made me feel good and yeah. if it's something that 
if I'm going to go do something that doesn't make me feel good, then it's just going to be a waste of time. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just going to feel almost worthless. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I wasn't going to fall into that trap. Yeah, that's awesome yeah. that you realize that young. Yeah. Yeah. And what's been your proudest moment in rugby? Ooh. I guess one of my proudest moments was was with my mom, I guess, slowly turning her into a fan. Oh, yeah? I slowly turned her into a fan. Um, as I mentioned before, my, my mom wasn't the biggest fan of me playing any kind of sports. Um, and even when I had, you know, gotten signed to the team, you know, I had to have the tough conversation that, look, I'm moving out the house. I'm going to San Diego to pursue this rugby career of mine. Um, you know, she, she, I could tell that it, it didn't quite sit well with her. But I also knew that this was finally my chance to prove and show her that, you know, what I'm trying to pursue is is something that I that I hope to make you proud of, of me for. You know what I mean? Not, mm. say, not saying that she wasn't before, but it was just I wanted to show her that I can stand on my own two feet mm. pretty much. Um, and so I think it was about 2018. It was around like 2018 when we won our first tournament in Vegas. Um, you know, I, ironically enough, I scored I scored a try against Fiji in the semifinal, and she's always in this one corner of the stadium. And I, and from the end zone where I scored, I literally was able to just run around to that very corner where she was at, <laughs> and just to see the excitement on her face. You know, with, yeah. uh, with a bunch of my family around around that area as well was uh, is was was a priceless moment. It was just a priceless moment, and obviously we we beat Fiji, um, and then we went on to win our first home tournament, um, which was which is just a great accomplishment for for That's the country. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you beat South Africa in the final? No, we beat um, Argentina. Okay. Argentina, I think, yeah. I think I was at that. Yeah? Yeah, I went to school in the States. That's how I know Malon. So, okay. So I coached Malon and played him a bit in Lindenwood. And then, I think it was tw- 2016, maybe. No, oh, we 2018. 2018, yeah, yeah, 2018. Okay, okay I've got my, my years wrong. But I, yeah. was, I was at that when you won it. Awesome, yeah. awesome, man. That was man. incredible. Yeah, it was in, a great uh, time. Vegas, yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone just became USA fans. When you started <laughs> yeah, making a march, it was like, Ireland, <laughs> whatever. I don't really... Malon wasn't in squad, but I was hanging out with him. And then it was like, yeah. East, you won a game, you won another game. Then everyone, all of a sudden, this buzz around the crowd, around exactly. the stadium. And yeah, it was, a, it was an incredible feeling, man. I was so happy, so happy. I'm yeah. sure Malon was there. He was on, yeah, Malon, man. Yeah, yeah. It was a good, it was a good, uh, it was a good, it was a good win. Good time, yeah. 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 And um, then making the Olympics, how was that? Getting into that man. squad, like that's something that, like, uh-huh. any sport, like that's just kind of the pinnacle of sport, isn't really? it? Really? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was around. You know, I got recruited into the squad in 2015, and so you know, obviously the the following year was was the Rio Games. Um, I had injured myself uh, in Vegas that year, and so, uh, I, I, you know, def- definitely devastating and crushing because that was that was the goal, you know, during that time. Um, but uh, you know, to to put in the work and to see you know the elevation of of the team and the sport in America all the way up, leading up into to Tokyo was. 
and then to get named into that squad was uh, so satisfying you know mm. what i mean all the work and all the s- blood sweat and tears you had put in had finally come to fruition and so i was just i was happy man it was it was really indescribable yeah you know to to see your name on that list yeah yeah a lot of work and effort yeah, put in sure to get there. and then how was it there in Japan? in japan like i know covid and yeah how, how was like being in the olympic village did you get to go around to watch other, other no events so or i didn't quite know what to expect you know because it was my first games but you know we had a handful of veterans from from rio you know they share their stories of what they they experienced over there so i mean you had hoped that you'd be able to have the same experiences but you also understand because of covid there's a lot of restrictions so we were we're basically confined just to the village, you know, as athletes. And so, you know, you just kind of have to take it for what it is, you know, in the environment that we're in. Um, so we only could stay in the village. We weren't able to go see any other events. We weren't able to, to, to go see the city itself or anything. It was literally just from training to the village. And that's pretty much what it was, yeah. you know, during the whole time we were there. So, And do you get to see much of cities when you are about or like when you're in vancouver here can you go do you get time to like go for a stroll go walk yeah around, go no see for things? sure um we get you know we get about one day off yeah. you know what i mean to to be able to go really explore yeah. you know so if you plan it well enough yeah, you, yeah. You, you might be able to see a few things um but even you know on a on a light day of training or or something like that you could you know go go down to the coffee house or something like that and just relax be able to see the city and so you know the i guess it just really comes down to planning and you know making the time yeah but yeah and then um, just with the olympics again like i know you boys are one of the top teams and i'm sure you you wanted to win a medal and sure. win gold and yeah. like like a lot of teams but how how's that like going there having that disappointment yeah having to build yourself back up like how's that experience test your character man i'll tell you that much it really tests your character you know it's especially in the position that we were in you know quarterfinal against a very good you know great britain team but also uh you know a team that we had we had hoped to play you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. In in those to circumstances, to be yeah. fair, and so, you know, um, you know, having all that momentum in the first half, but then, you know, pretty much, pretty much, letting it slip away in the second was 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 gut wrenching, man. It was gut wrenching, and it's just, um, I guess that really shows the brutality of of the game of sevens oh, yeah. you know what i mean you love it so much but it's it's these kind of oh, moments where you just oh man you just you hate it it's crazy you hate it man because it can just slip away so quickly yeah. if you're not on if you're not on point for all 14 minutes it yeah. just slips away and so we unfortunately we we experienced the worst of that on the biggest stage in sports and so um but you know uh, you just have to learn how to get up from those situations, you know, from those times. And it it, it hurts, you know, it, it still kind of hurts to this day, but, you know, you just got to keep moving forward. I mean, and that's the only thing, at least I've been telling myself, is just, just keep moving forward, man, you know. You, we, we prepared, we did everything we could, and it just wasn't our time. 
it just wasn't our time and so you know hopefully the next uh group of olympians you know what i mean if i i hope one day maybe i can be a part of that that's still something i hope to achieve mm. but if i'm not then you know my my support will be with them but hopefully the next group of olympians will be even more prepared and they they won't have to experience that but and so that's you talk about being as prepared as possible is that yeah. something that once you're you've done everything in your preparation you've trained as hard as you can you've yeah. done everything that you can in the build-up yeah when an outcome doesn't go your way is it i'm not going to say easier at all but um is it somewhat easier knowing that you've put in the work yeah. and that you've done all the training versus skipping corners and then not getting your results exactly no yeah i mean there's some things that are just out of your control you know what i mean and i think that's the tough that's a tough thing to understand especially in those moments but um it's 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 just the reality of it it's just the reality of it something mm. you're going to prepare you're going to do everything that you need to do nutrition training film you know knowing the playbook inside and out knowing your opponent inside and out but there's a drop of a ball or something like yeah. that that just you know that you just could not control that was just yeah. out of your hands and so it's those kind of moments where you have to learn how to just swallow that tough pill man yeah but you know it, it's a steep learning curve but but one that definitely helps you grow as long as you're able to be optimistic about it mm. yeah and do you guys do much work on mental skills like on the mental side of the game we do we do we definitely tried to integrate that more over the past year and a half um you know doing things you know such as like a uh you know we call it a people's academy you know where we just try to learn each other a little bit better you know one of the great things about america is that we're just this huge melting pot of individuals from all over the world yeah. different cultures you know um and so communicating with one another can be sometimes a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, we've definitely taken that time to, you know, away from rugby and just to sit down and just, you know, kind of have those conversations and have those, you know, those one-on-ones with each other, but also as a group, as a team, as a collective, you know, to sort of better understand each other more as individuals rather than just rugby players, mm. you know, because once we do that, then hopefully that would have transferred onto the field, which which it did. You know, uh, we grew a lot as a team. You know, learning that it's, you know, you're not you're not being criticized. You're just you know being corrected about something. You know, and learning how to just control your emotions. You know, and and harness those in in a positive way. You know, and so it we've definitely put in some work. You know, in in that area. That's cool. Yeah. And control your emotions. You say there. Is there anything you do in particular to to make sure that you're able to stay in the moment, control your emotions, not get too kind of high or low in games or outside yeah, of games. Yeah, yeah. For me, I, I usually just, uh, I'll step away a little bit, you know what I mean? I'll take about like 10, 15 seconds to just just breathe. Like breathing, you know, as simple as it sounds, oh, yeah. can help, help a lot, yeah. you know what I mean? To just step away and just try and calm yourself don't get too flustered or don't get too frustrated about anything just it has it's happened and just letting it pass you know and just getting on to to what's next what's coming you know because 
again, those things you can't control, but you can have an influence on how you move forward, you know, and that's going to help not just yourself, but also the people around you, as mm. you know, because it's not just you on that field. It's your team. It's six other individuals who all are trying to achieve the same goal as you are. And so you have to be you have to learn how to be unselfish about, you know, those kind of things and making sure you're considering everyone else around you. That's cool. So it's like yeah. the way you're saying it is you're being selfish if you're dwelling on your mistake and Absolutely. not and thinking about that and cuz you're putting yourself out of the game kind mm -hmm. of aren't you so yeah. it's nearly being a team first person by centering yourself becoming more present and focusing on the next job you have to you have to if you're going to be in this environment if you're going to play if you want to build a great team chemistry and and culture like you have to you have to not necessarily remove yourself but understand that uh that the other guys around you are depending on you as well you know what i mean and, and it's bigger than than just yourself you know what i mean you're you're representing everybody you know you might just be you might be representing your family as well but you're also probably representing the family of the man right next to you mm. you know what i mean and collectively you guys got to get this job done and you guys are going to need each other and so it's it's important you know, it's huge you know it plays a huge part yeah. in your growth not just as a, as an individual but again as a team yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. so is it a quite a tight-knit group now the like is there a lot i know there's new guys in right now isn't yeah. there so after the olympics what they're kind of blooding in a kind of six or eight guys and then yeah. they'll see how that is and then for the series it becomes a kind of a 12 or 14 a tighter group no, I'm. Or I does mean, it stay stay wider. It still it still stays, you know, uh, a more more of a larger, um, I guess, dynamic. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's uh, yeah. You might have the t you know the twelve, and you might have a group of about eight or nine who tend to be you know a little bit more consistent in the yeah, yeah. you know in the in that twelve. Yeah. But still, like it takes the entire group of boys even the ones who don't get selected who are part of building this team you know what i mean because again you know out of out of the 12 you have um about another seven or eight who are back at home who are probably the most responsible for getting you prepared for what's to come in you know on the world series you know and and so if 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 they aren't you know a part of this this culture and this and this you know, overall, uh, you know, plan of, of building and and growing the team, then, you know, you yourself cannot, you know, be ready for what's actually coming. And so we've always made sure that all 20, 21, 22 of us, you know, understand that, you know, it's, it's about us, you know, not just the 12 who get to wear the jersey. No, it's, it's all of us. You know, you we're representing you guys as well. You know, we get the honor, yes, but you guys are just as important. You know, to this whole process, uh, we make that we make that known. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so if I'm, you know, if you're not in that twelve, yeah, you you don't. It's of course difficult, but yeah, you know yeah. that you're part of a For higher sure. purpose. That exactly. you're part of a. Yeah group that's moving forward and, and you're not an outsider at all exactly exactly yeah. yeah and was it always that case or did you kind of have to do a little bit of work about 
around that because you've been with the group set yeah, quite yeah. a few years now. It definitely has 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 taken some time, you know, uh, to build and get to where we're at. You know, I mean, it wasn't always the case, you know, um, but at least you're happy that he was identified, you know, so that it can then mm. be be worked on and 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 uh, and built. So, um, you know, for as far as I've I've been around, it's uh, it's definitely reached, you know, a lot of heights and it, a lot of guys have changed, including myself. Um and so I'm just I'm just hoping that it continues, and I'm you know trying to do the best that I can to to instill that in these new in these new bloods and these yeah, new yeah. dogs that are coming in, so that you know whenever I decide to step away, they can then continue continue that tradition. Cool. Yeah. And um, you mentioned their new dogs. Talk to me yeah. about uh, the dogs. Yeah, man. Um, it, we're a pack, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. you know, so uh, bringing in the new boys. You know, putting them through, uh, I can only imagine has been uh, a pretty, um, you know, mentally, I don't want to say stressful, but a definitely a, taxing. A menti- yeah, taxing, taxing week of just trying to get them up to speed with the game plan, you know, how we run things. Um, but to their credit, they've they've definitely done a lot better than I probably would have expected, you know, from, from what we've asked of them, you know, you know, to come in at this level, you know, from where they're at, which is a huge gap, you know, yeah. a huge leap. Yeah. And so to try and get them prepared for, you know, a World Series tournament is, is, is a lot. So, you know, I tip my hat to them and I'm excited to see what they what they have and what they're going to display, nice. you know, this weekend. And that's cool. Is it something that came in like three, four years ago? Uh, the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Awesome. Like I follow credit. You on Instagram, and it's like I don't want to give him credit, but I'm gonna give credit to Mike Friday for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm gonna give credit to Mike. You know what I mean? That's it's it's definitely a, you know, a pack mentality that he's yeah. he's instilled in us, and we've we've taken on that 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 sort of mantra and that identity, and we've and we've <laughs> no pun intended. We ran with it. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, we ran yeah, with yeah. it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's 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 been cool man it's been cool to build sort of our own i know we're considered the eagles but it's cool to build this sort of inner inner squad sort of uh identity you know what i mean just you know something that we we're proud of and and we're continuously building on and and strengthening you know every every day every week every month you know every year and with these new new guys coming in um you know they're uh they'll be initiated you know pretty well and so we'll, we'll see how it goes Nice. Yeah, and do you boys get time to go for beers anytime or as a group? I know you're training hard, but yeah, no, for to? sure, you you got to you you have to have that. You gotta you gotta be able to to establish that sort of camaraderie off the field as well. Yeah, you, that that's 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 necessary. That's that's needed. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, we do. You know what I mean on, maybe on one of our light lighter. Uh, our lighter weeks, you know, after training, we definitely um, took the boys out and just kind of got to know them a little bit better outside of the field. And so mm. definitely got a good group of guys coming in, you know, yeah. who are going to strengthen the squad. Yeah. And just for like building the, you mentioned building the kind of culture and camaraderie before and how like getting to know people yeah. and getting to communicate with people. And I even found that when I went to the States, so many different cultures as right. well. And you 
even kind of like some people's humor and stuff is different and some people is like i'm irish people are sarcastic and oh, others yeah. don't get it and then it's it's just as you say spending time like if yeah. someone's listening to this and they're looking to get a better team culture it's just spending time is that it just that's having it having a coffee that's having it a, man just yeah. just just sit down and talk you know what i mean just out, sit down and talk I, you know it's it's really not that complicated yeah you know what i mean but it does take a little bit of time you know what i mean but um you just, just sit down have a beer go to lunch like you said have a coffee like mm. you know what i mean uh, that's something we actually used to do with with Melon a lot oh, yeah. i don't know if you mentioned the coffee club man no no tell me about that yeah no so we used to um every wednesday every wednesday we'd uh each individual there's about a group of about six of us each each of us would just pick a different coffee shop and we would just go sit down for about an hour and a half two hours have coffee or you know a late a late breakfast and just chat you know what i mean whether it was about rugby or anything else that was going on in our lives or something you know we just want you know that was on our minds but we would just talk you know get to know each other and, and that's also one of the ways i got to know Malon a lot better yeah um but also some of our other um you know newer uh newer players who were coming into the squad you know um jake lakina um you know he's he's part of our um wcap army program one of the newer cats currently injured right now um but you know you'll you'll definitely see him down the line a great a great talent um and so on but you know it it was just you know things like that you know nothing too nothing too fancy mm. just something as simple as grabbing a coffee but you know yeah. you, you get to know someone a lot better yeah, for which sure. transfers onto the field then you know what i mean that trust you build that trust slowly yeah yeah no it's incredible and yeah putting your phone away and having a chat we don't do it enough at exactly. all these days do we so stuck to the screen man it's crazy yeah. Yeah, yeah i'm trying to force myself off it like looking at my screen time yeah. you just find yourself reaching for your phone all the time You're like, always oh, always i'm trying to read more i'm trying to read more oh, yeah? yeah yeah so that's that's a habit that's a little bit difficult to build but i'm trying to build it in more into my schedule you know just putting the phone away and just entertaining your, yourself in, in in a different kind of way yeah you know, that's a little bit more productive as well for sure yeah. what kind of books have you been reading a book a book that i'm i'm currently on right now it's definitely related to the design to the design aspect um it's called this is not a t-shirt uh by bobby hundreds um it just kind of outlines his his journey of you know where he came from and uh you know his love for design and, and fashion as well you know his journey of you know starting his brand and you know everything that he had went through and just kind of gives you you know guidelines and uh and ways to go about you know wanting to start your own you know mm. what i mean so it's been I'm about four chapters in right now so it's it's going well nice yeah, yeah. it's good to relax the mind i've exactly. got into that habit about 18 months ago or two years ago as well about reading and at first you can't can't concentrate because your mind's racing but right. then but then it's nice you can just relax and yeah. read and and also reading stuff you're interested in it's yeah. like that's what i found i read like coaching books and stuff i'm into that and yeah. different things and it's nice like, it's like life hacks nearly like you, i'm sure you with your graphic design exactly like, oh, that's a tip that's your that's life. dope yeah yeah and you start integrating yeah. yeah you got any books you recommend oh you got anything? um i like kind of like um self-help books and like hey that kind we of could stuff. all use some self-help yeah man, so. i get into that so like i like jordan peterson uh he's oh, nice. a bit, bit deep but uh i didn't start with that what ones 
There's one Jay Shetty, Think Like a Monk. I love Jay Shetty. Do you? I love Jay Shetty. I, I follow him on Instagram. So I guess that's one thing yeah. I tend to grab my phone about. But Jay Shetty has his podcasts, but his videos as well, so insightful. Yeah, it really, it really blows your mind. Yeah, you know, the stuff and his his story as well, his journey, Crazy. incredible man, incredible, incredible. Love Jay Shetty, man. Love Jay Shetty. Yeah, pick up his book because I uh, have to now. It's um, it's type of one you can just read a page or two. Yeah, and something it'll, it'll just there'll be a learning in every page. Yeah. you know what I mean. It's not one of these where you have to get cover to cover. Like I'm only three quarters of the way through. I probably got it months ago. It's just one that sits there and let's pick it up. And yeah, you just read a page or two, right. and it's just just so get something. You always exactly. get something from it. That's that's exactly. awesome. That's awesome. I'm gonna yeah. That'll probably be my next purchase. I have like, I have uh, Meditations by Marcus Aurelius that I want to get through as well. Yeah. And then um, Species. I keep hearing about Species. Uh, I forgot the author. Uh, Robert Greene. Okay. Is it Robert Greene? No. Or is it someone else? No. Or Yuval Harari. Oh, Sapiens. Sa yeah. Is it Sapiens? Or sa I think It so. is Sapiens. I've Sorry. Heard of it. I've heard of it. Sapiens, yes. Yeah. My mistake. Yes, Sapiens. Um, Sorry. The Marcus Aurelius. That, yes. Uh, I have that book, but I haven't opened it yet. Yeah. But uh, I love Stoicism. Yeah, yeah. As well. There's awesome. So much from that. Yeah. So awesome. So awesome. I've started. I'm also about like four chapters in, in in that one as well. Yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a great book. It's incredible. I think like with life, there's so much from Stoicism that it it blows my mind how the Greeks like two thousand years ago these yeah. guys knew all they knew. Yeah. And like I'm. A few of the things I follow on Instagram are like yeah. so, so I'll, stoicism, so I'll see quotes and I'll be like, you'll see a quote and it's like, wow. That's and they resonate yeah. all this time till yeah. today. Like, till today. Like, it's outrageous. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a great, it's a great book. It's a great read. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to, to really diving in more. Yeah. 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 Um, well, hey, thanks a million for your time. Awesome. Really appreciate awesome. it. Thank you for having me, And um, one, one or two more things, but what a... Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give to, say, either an 18-year-old Matai? <laughs> First of all, an 18-year-old Matai, what would you say to him? Man, it's, it, just stay on it. You know, stay on, stay, on, stay on this path that you're on, you know. 18-year-old um, Matai didn't quite see it, you know, at that age, but he, he stayed true to, his, to what he knew was his calling. You know what I mean? So, and, and it's, trust me, it turns out all right. Yeah. It turns out all right. So just stay on it. So that path you're on, like you said, what you're passionate about, that path you're on, just, just stay on it. Hold on to it. Stay on it. You're yeah. good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. And uh, yeah. would that be similar advice to one of the new dogs starting out this weekend? Or what, what would you say to them if they oh said, hey, Matai, you've been around. What, what, what can I do? Or what? Trust yourself. Just trust yourself. You know, um, talking to one of our, our younger boys today who's also who's also a, a Fijian boy. Oh yeah? Yeah. I highly recommend looking out for him, Jerome Nale. Good good kid. Uh twenty one years old. He has a bright future ahead of him. I just told him to trust himself. You know, he, he has great talent um already, knows the game well. But I but I understand that coming into this environment, you know, it can be a little bit frightening, national stage and all that, but just trust yourself. You'll be fine. You'll find your way. You're going to make mistakes, but that's fine. You know, things are going to go wrong. Just brush it off and get on with it. Everything will be fine. So just trust yourself. 
Like trust your instinct, trust, trust, your, your, instinct, trust yeah. your gut, back, yeah. back what you're feeling. You are where you're, you are right now where you're supposed to be. And so as long as you, you continue and you, you keep that same sort of energy that you've had this whole time, you, you, it, it'll take you, you know, good to good places. So yeah. you'll be, you'll be fine, man. Just trust yourself. I love that. Yeah. And um, was there ever a time when you were younger when the kind of big stadiums overawed you or kind of took you out of the game? Like it sounds like when you're saying trust yourself and be, you are where you're meant to be or whatever, just like on that field being present, just backing yourself. Yeah. Was there ever a time when you're looking around it, like you play in some of the coolest stadiums in the world? And yeah. Was there ever a time you're looking at the crowd and looking at stadiums and games pass you by? Ooh. I mean... I can I can definitely say there was there was there was a time where I was just I thought I had did it all. I thought I had did it all. And the trap of complacency sort of yeah. settled in. You know what I mean? Thankfully enough and this is one thing I will I will I will definitely always give credit to Mike was that he he let it be known like mike will give you straight up and down what what he's feeling and what he thinks and sometimes it may not be the right right answer or the right way to go about it but in this in this case for me it was definitely what i needed to hear um you know and it kind of nudged me back in the right direction because i had reached a point where I had made the national team and I just kind of sat back and was just like, okay, I'm, I'm here. Like, I'm good. I'm going to be good now. I can just ride this wave. Forgetting the fact that, no, you here now, now the real work begins. And so, um, you know, again, I th I'm thankful to Mike for that, for, for really, you know, nudging me and was just like, look, don't keep going, keep going. Like, I, yeah, you made it, you're a good talent, but you know, Talent will only take you so far. Talent will only take you so far. Like let's let's keep grinding. Let's keep hustling. So um that was definitely the moment where my mentality switched. And and everything from, from that day on was just I get after it. We we get after it and so it's 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 been a blessing, you know, since then. But because of that moment and, and those situations, like I was really I was really able to to really zone in and then unlock sort of this you know this, this talent this player that was really just hidden you know within my own self and so yeah yeah so that was one conversation that was he, one he conversation sat, you down. sat me down called me into his office sat me down and you could just kind of feel the energy you know you just kind of felt the energy and you just told me straight up like don't 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 sit back don't get complacent like you know what i mean like I need to see that same, that same grind, that same hustle, that same dog, you know, that I once saw when you were trying to make this team, you know, and I guess I lost, I lost a little bit of that, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because of the big lights, because of the traveling, you know, playing in front of the fans and all that. Yeah. I thought I, I again, like I said, I thought I could just ride this wave. Like, nah. You thought you had arrived. I thought I arrived. Like, no. Yeah. Nowhere near it nowhere near it yeah i left that office and everything changed everything changed and yeah. it, you didn't you didn't fight it in your mind at all so when he comes in and sits you down and you think you've arrived you're yeah. you're wearing the eagle you're one of the dogs you're traveling yeah. you're 
you're the man in your head. Yeah. And you didn't fight it at all. So no. when he sat you down and he went man to man and had those words with you, yeah. you just, the penny dropped. Accepted. Accepted, man. It's okay. Again, we, we talk about it a lot. It's not criticism, it's just correction. It's not criticism, just correction. You know what I mean? And that's just one of those moments where you just got to take it for what it is. He's just being real with you and you got to realize that. You yeah. know what I mean? Sometimes people won't do that, you know. So I had to, I considered that a blessing. We still talk about it to this day. You know, he said, Mike, you remember that conversation four years ago? He was like, yeah, of course. And you'd be like, you, you see what it turned you into? I was like, yeah. 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 So once a coach has been real with you, I coach myself now. Yeah. So, and it's difficult having those conversations. Absolutely. You know, because you, you see talent in people. Yeah. And being a coach, and maybe you even see it when yourself and you're helping out, but you want people to be their best selves. Mm-hmm. You want people to excel. Like, that's yeah. why you're doing it. And yeah. there's nothing better than... I'm still playing. I love playing. But, like, yeah. when I'm on the sideline, I see someone being their best self and excelling. It's just the best feeling. It's but the best in the world. But it's difficult sometimes having those conversations as a coach. But I suppose... Yeah. saying that if, it, if it's come from your heart and you wanted that player to improve and it's you're you're being genuine then yeah if the player accepts it all the better but exactly sometimes a player might go oh, who's he to say that but yeah yeah but sometimes you just got to be real you know what i mean yeah. so you know you may in certain cases you might dress it up you know to make them feel good or you know but in the in certain scenarios you just gotta you just gotta tell it like it is man you just gotta tell it like it is and they'll accept it if if they want to if they choose to you know for me i accepted it right then and there i was like cool i hear you yeah let's 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 put in the real work then yeah let's go to work nice yeah and it's been a growth mindset ever since ever beginner's since, mindset man. yeah still going yeah still that's going. I think that's the key from yeah. from anything I've read and like and just adopted it myself. I remember a couple of years ago, yeah, you think you're the man in different things, different exactly. areas, and you're like, oh, how wrong you are when you think that. Yeah, <laughs> continue to humble yourself, man. There's so there's there's no cap on on growth. No, there's no cap on growth, man. You can always learn, no matter how old you are. You can always learn. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. We we'll leave it at that. For sure. Thanks, Emil. That's, well, man, that's I appreciate you, Brian. Thank you so much for uh, having me. Appreciate you, too. Yeah. Cheers, Matai. Awesome. Absolute pleasure getting to sit down with Matai. What an interesting and insightful person. I, well, you could probably tell um, how much I enjoyed it. This is also the first episode of the podcast that I did in person. So Matai is in Vancouver for the first leg of the HSBC World 7s and yeah I just met him in his hotel and that's why you could hear a bit of background noise or whatever we were in the dining room of the Sheraton downtown Vancouver. I'm truly genuinely taken aback by the way he was saying that at the age of 7 or 8 years of age when he was playing rugby 7s in Fiji that he just knew that that was his life's purpose and that was what he was going to do with his life that was his thing and after I stopped recording we chatted a bit about that I asked him a bit more about it and he was just as genuine as he was in the podcast it's just like yeah he said that that's just what he knew he was good at and that's what he loved doing and yeah I suppose that resonated a bit with me as well because with these podcasts I love speaking to people like him and chatting to so all different people so it's something that I can attest to as well and same with my coaching like 
it's technically work, but it's absolutely not. And to be honest, I wish I heard from Matai about 10 years ago, and I told him that after. I just, yeah, once again, I'll leave it there, but I just loved the way he was talking about doing things that you're passionate about and having a purpose and following your purpose and that if you do that, you'll find a way. Because I just found it mind-blowing how he was playing social rugby on the West Coast and, like, to anyone on the outside looking in, you'd kind of be saying, like, buddy, you're not really going to do anything with this. You're not going to go anywhere. And he talked about how his, his mom kind of said that. But he knew that rugby was something he was going to pursue because back then there was no MLR, so there was no pro rugby in North America. The men's sevens was the only place that you could earn any sort of living. And it's not like you're earning huge bucks, but it's the only place you could earn any sort of living. And he wasn't even on that radar. He just he just kept working and working and anyway incredible if you enjoyed the podcast please do me a massive massive favor and send it on to a friend who you think would like hearing or benefit from hearing the different things that matai was saying i want to thank all of you that are sharing the posts on instagram so with this episode and with every episode i make a post on instagram on my instagram page which is the off-field rugby coach that's at off field rugby and it's just like to announce that the episode is live and i put a quote from the episode on it but thank you so much to all of the people that are sharing those posts on their instagram story and if you enjoyed this episode i'd be really grateful if you also shared it onto your instagram story please also subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you're listening to it so that you don't miss an episode, so be it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or if it's a smaller platform. And I've mentioned in the last episode some of the different people that I'll be having on the pod in the next couple of weeks, and to be very honest, once again I'm taken aback, very grateful, very thankful to all the people that have reached out to me to say that they'd be keen to come on. So I'm kind of backlogged at the moment, and... At the very start, in the introduction, I said that I was thinking of putting an episode out every Wednesday, once a week. But then, yeah, so many people are interested and keen to have a chat. And as I mentioned just a couple of minutes ago, I absolutely love doing this and I am so interested in talking to them. So I'm just going to keep doing it as kind of quickly as I can or as I get time, I'll just keep releasing episodes. If you have any feedback or thoughts for the podcast, please do let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts. And the best way is to reach me on Instagram. Just send me a DM at the Offfield Rugby Coach. So thanks Emil for clicking in and listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. Have a brilliant rest of your day. Cheers. <laughs>